We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's going on, everyone? Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you. Off and rolling on this uh, Friday morning as we broadcast from the Borgata, the beautiful Borgata in Atlantic City. Wonderful to be with you today. And Wonderful to be here after a thrilling, and I mean thrilling, 76ers win last night. I hope it gives people a sense of optimism for the remainder of this season and the possibility of the Sixers doing some damage come playoff time. We'll get into that. Of course, the Flyers basically an afterthought, but they do play tonight against Montreal. Eagles all season. We will cover it in great detail today. Outlook for 2023. Phils have their first game tomorrow, exhibition against the Yanks. So a lot to do and all of it with you again as we broadcast from the Borgata, we're right outside the Gypsy Bar. You can hop aboard the phone lines, 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Hello, Joe. Hello, John. Marilyn Monroe's first job when she was 18 years old was building drones for a company called Radio Plane, working 10 hours a day. Th- these were drones uh, that she sprayed with fire retardant. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. That's a, that's a little weird right there. Yeah. First job, Marilyn that's Monroe. That's unbelievable. Spl- yeah. Wait, I have, a, I have a dumb Spraying question. radio plane drones with fire retard. What, but what were drones then? Because right, like when I think of drones, yep. I think of like a remote controlled tech savvy thing Richie? that clearly didn't exist then. We're talking like the fifties or the forties. What do you yeah. got? Uh, just guessing. They were drones <laughs> that were used in wartime. Interesting. A different, a different type back in the day. Hmm. All right, let's get to it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Of course, Ria and Devin with us. Joe to Cameron, John Rich as we broadcast from the Borgata. We'll get to the Sixers. It was an awesome win last night. If you want to hop aboard the phone lines, please do. That was a, uh, that was great. I mean, that that really was. Uh, you Did know, it I, help you? Uh, well, listen, I've been higher on the Sixers than a lot of other people. No, but I, I mean, help helping you get over the Eagles. Uh, no. No, Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Eagles lost the Super Bowl. No, I mean, no, no, no. Sixers can win a no! title, and the Eagles still gonna have lost Super Bowl. It's still gonna hurt the heart. But it was good to see the Sixers. Look, they've they've been winning. They've won more than two thirds of games now this year. That's that's impressive. They're and they beat a good team last night. So we'll get into that. You want to comment again, Embiid? While he struggled offensively, he really starred. Really starred defensively, and uh, all of it on the table. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Now, John, the Eagles here. Let's get into this all-season sort of outlook for 2023 because, you know, we have spent, and Rhea just alluded to it, so much time talking about the Super Bowl, and rightfully so. I mean, Eagles lost the Super Bowl. It's a huge deal. By the way, we'll be talking about it for 50 years. However long all of us are going to live, we're going to talk about that game the rest of our lives. But there is a season up ahead, and there is a chance that the Eagles obviously having a fantastic team again. And, and John, as we kind of look at the outlook, I mean, you got free agency, you got the draft, you got some decisions, they got to hire some coaches – um, yeah, I will say because I'm curious where people stand on an optimism level or concern level moving forward. I mean, I'll say this. Count me on the record as we kind of launched the offseason, John. Count me on the record as concerned. And it doesn't mean the Eagles shouldn't be good. They should be good. I think at the very least they'll be good. But to, to replicate the level of greatness that they had, I'm not going to call it impossible. That would be stupid to say. But it's highly unlikely, John. I mean, you know, the Jalen contract is going to hurt. 
the free agent departures, some of them are probably going to pierce. You know, losing two coordinators and having to replace them, that's tricky. I mean, you got a yes. fir- you got a first-place schedule, which, I mean, and, and nine games on the road, and we, we know because we see the graphic almost every NFC East game that's ever put out there. Yeah. No team in the NFC East has repeated as division champs. Forget, forget conference champs. Division champ has not been repeated since 2004. Plus, you got the Super Bowl but hangover I, possibility. You lose. I mean, John. Okay, talk to but me those here. teams, those teams in 04 were, you know, 03, 04, they were that good. Yes, a team hasn't re- repeated as NFC East champ since Andy Reid was here. Yep. Since I was playing for the Eagles. Since like early Andy Reid. It's a long time ago, okay. man. That's a long but time ago. But the reason they were able to do that is because they were a solid team led by a uh, young quarterback who had the goods. Jalen is that guy. Jalen is legit. We we are going to be, yes, the schedule is not as cooperative, but we have every opportunity to be just as competitive next year as we were this year. It'll be tougher. Uh, I I think we can be as good. I think our quarterback can be better. Yep. Uh, he, he of could, course he, he can he, be better. He could be. We watch the way it matters to him. We watch the way he says you either win or you learn. I believe he learns. I, I, I do believe we still have a window where Howie does not have to sacrifice all to sign Jalen Hurts. This year, You've still got a bit of a window where it's, you know, you're offsetting some of the big money until 2024. That helps us. And and we can structure him so that that, that money kicks in in 2024. Uh, our coaches, yes, they just got schooled in the Super Bowl. But I, I understand we don't know exactly who those coaches will be coordinator-wise. But I think that Nick Sirianni will be more experienced and more uh, ready the next time and and that he will have his coaches more ready jalen hurts third year in the offense that's something remember, same we offense made, yeah, same is, offense which made is a huge, huge deal out yeah. of that yep. it did look different because he had that familiarity yep. this year three years is better than two joe yeah it is. this guy this guy is this guy is who everyone wants and we have him we're going to sign him I believe we'll have a window where we can still sign those other big-name players. What about just trusting in Howie? I, I, I understand. There, there were times in the, in the past several years yeah. where I was not on that list. See, that's an interesting one, John. He because has that, yeah, turned I mean, things around. Well, he has, but he's done it before and then slunk back. And you, and you guys know I'm a huge I'm – I'm a Howie guy. I mean, I, I think he's a fantastic GM. But he's far from infallible. He's got his work cut out for him. He will be able to retain some of these dudes. There's no question. He's a some... top-notch NFL executive. He is. He has been executive of the year. He he performed like that this last season. What about the fact that we'll have a different, likely more aggressive defensive yes, coordinator? That's what. That's my biggest yeah. thing. I'm so loving that. That helps. Yes, it's that's huge. A, that's a huge part. Well, I mean, I, guess... I expect to be more aggressive. I expect to sell out and send extra defenders more next year. I like the way that makes me feel. Now, Kobe Dean going to be able to hold up? Uh, he's going to have to. I mean, but, but and, no, and he's, he's talented. I think I do believe with Nakobe, it was it was difficult for him to pick up some of what they were asking him to do. He's got more experience. You know, it'll be his second 
year in the NFL. There's no question you're more comfortable your second year. You understand more what it's all about. Milton Williams, Jordan Davis. They, I mean, you're going to lose some dudes. And when, yes. you, and when you do, some other guys better be ready to really play prime roles. And I'll say this. I thought N'Kobe Dean, in the very limited way we saw him, I thought was a disappointment. I thought Jordan Davis was a tremendous disappointment. Very much so. I, yes, thought Mil- I thought Milt Williams took a step backwards. If they lose Bradbury, that cornerback they drafted two years ago, what's that guy's name, McPherson? Exactly. I don't, McPherson. I don't know anything about what his capabilities. Now, look, maybe that's the 10th pick in the draft and they draft someone. I mean, maybe. I get it. But we do have 10 and 30 in the first round. I love a cornerback at 10. I mean, it's you a real, need a cornerstone. It's a real yeah. possibility. I mean, it's a prime position. The Eagles have valued it going on for about two decades now. I mean, these are the things obviously rattling through Howie's mind. Look, the good news is when you look toward next season, I mean, there's multiple things for goodness. First off, you start off with a team that, that just went, you know, 14 and three. So obviously, fundamentally, you got a great foundation. One aspect that's good news is the offense should hum. I mean, I know they're going to have to change the coordinators and all, but the coordinator. But you basically have the same offense back. You have to figure out: is Quez Watkins still a wide receiver? No, no. And, and is Miles Sanders still your running back? No, probably I don't think not. So. No. But the main meat and potatoes to this offense: yeah. Jalen, the offensive line, probably have AJ Cam Brown, at right guard, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. I mean, you are stacked, and you are set. And so we should all feel really good about that. But the defense, I don't know, guys. I mean, I, I know a lot of people, because of the Gannon thing, there's like, uh, the defense was our dude, biggest problem dude, this year, John, and that's about to change. Second in the NFL in defense, and that is about to change. And they ain't going up to one. They're going down. I don't know how far down they're going, but they're going down. You can book it. They are not going to finish second or first next year in defense. I don't care who the defensive coordinator is. There is no way they finish top two because they're going to lose – Prime players. They're not going to finish top two also because of the, the talent that they're going to face, the schedule. Well, there's that I mean, aspect. That's, that's a big yeah. aspect of it. It is. Look, let's go to the phones. I mean, as you kind of size up this offseason, that includes free agency. That includes the draft. That includes replacing, you know, obviously coordinators, trying to maintain culture, trying to not have a hangover from a Super Bowl loss. I mean, all the complexities of that. Obviously, you want to have your culture be the same. And I, I do trust Sirianni and Jalen to keep, you know, everyone's head, you know, screwed on straight. I mean, they, they, are, they are great leaders. As a coach goes and as a player goes, I think they have rock-solid leadership with Sirianni and Hurts. But they have challenges up ahead. Uh, curious kind of how you see this thing playing out. 215-592-9494. If you are as optimistic as you were, you know, let's call it two months ago, about the Eagles' greatness, or as you look toward 2023, is it going to be really hard to replicate that? That plus the Eagles, excuse me, that plus the Sixers. We'll get into the fills with spring training and more. Let's kick it off as we broadcast from the Borgata today with Mike in Douglasville. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing great, Mike. So, uh, there's a lot of things that need to happen this offseason. I mean, we can all understand that it's going to be huge. One of the things that's starting to concern me is why is it taking so long to find a defensive coordinator? Well, I'll, uh, g- I'll give you the answer. You want the answer? Because they obviously don't like what they have in-house. And they're going to seek out someone outside. They also perhaps got a little bit caught with their pants down if they thought Gannon was staying. Which, according to Gannon, was his mindset while he coached the Super Bowl. So they may have de-throttled a little bit on the, on the defensive coordinator search. Not to mention, let's be real. Sirianni, who's the main guy that has to make the hire, was, you know, really busy in early February trying to prepare a team for a Super Bowl. 
So it was not his top priority. Some of the top, some of the top candidates were off the board because they were hired by teams who were eliminated as soon as the regular season ended. I do. Think, There's a whole combination of reasons there. You know, uh, I that's, that's d- tough, man. It does hurt that Vic Fangio took the job with the Miami Dolphins, considering I, he was here. I yeah, yeah, I absolutely believe that the he plan, thought that Gaddon was going to stay. The plan yeah. was okay. Let's bring Vic Fangio in. We're going to have him be an advisor during training camp. We're going to keep him in that front office, and then when who knows what'll happen, but we'll have Vic Fangio, a tried and tested DC in this league. And he ended up, yeah. because of the way that the season stretched on, he took a different job. That left us in the lurch to some degree. See, Mike, and if you remember, this is somewhat similar to what happened after 2017 when Frank Reich was not going to be the Colts coach. But then McDaniels backed out. Reich is a late addition to the Colts as a, as a head coach. Now you're scrambling for an offensive coordinator. All the main guys have been hired. And away we go for what was a three- to four-year odyssey of trying to get the right coordinator. I mean, that's one of the detriments – to advancing far in the playoffs. Do you think one of the things they're thinking about in getting this defensive coordinator is not a guy who's so young and up and coming that he's a one here one year and then gone, just like you know Gannon here for two years, you know somebody that maybe will stay a little while. Could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, you try to find someone who's a little less hot. Yeah. yeah. Little less, you know, the next big thing. I it hope does. they go for someone like that. Someone a little bit more seasoned, someone who's going to stay for a while. I mean, John, you've wanted sort of, I mean, the Grizzly veteran more on, I think, defense, Look, I guess, especially. Vic Fangio is who I <laughs> yeah. wanted, and he's not going to do it. These other names, Chris, uh, Sean Desai, Chris Shula, Jesse Minter. You know, the, Vance Joseph was a big name. Yeah, These I, other I liked names, him. Yeah. I, I, See, I here's, here's these, the thing. Vic Fangio came names. in to advise before the Super Bowl, right. apparently. And, yeah. like, what did he do? Because we saw the defensive performance against the Chiefs. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the reality is this. I'll, I'll say this. There's a lot, and there's, this is tried and true through the years in the NFL. There's a lot about when you have success that various aspects, either the league creates or its circumstance, it strips you of your greatness. If you have a great team, you have free agents, you don't have the cap space to sign everybody. Some of them go elsewhere. You get a late pick in the first round. You get a harder schedule. It's, it's harder to hire the best coordinators because the worst teams hire them first. I mean, there's a whole sequence of things, and the Eagles are in that vortex right now. And that is part of why I believe it'll be, I'm not going to say impossible, but damn difficult for them to replicate the level of greatness next year. Jared Cameron, John Ritchie, we broadcast from the Borgata. Coming up, we'll tell you how during today's show – you can win tickets to see Sebastian. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella. The Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
brought to you by Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa. On a night, Joel Embiid was sick and struggled from the field. Embiid used a dominant defensive effort to lead the Sixers to a remarkable 110-105 comeback victory over Memphis. Embiid 27 on 7 for 25 shooting, but pulled down 19 rebounds and blocked six shots, adding six assists. Grizzlies led by 17 in the first, and credit James Harden for keeping the Sixers close enough to rally 31 points, passing Allen Iverson for 26 on the all-time scoring list. Visit BorgataSports.com for boosted odds specials, daily promotions, in-game betting, and much more. Must be 21 or older, must be in New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NBC 10 first alert forecast brought to you by NAS Cancellary. Partly cloudy, windy, temps will drop during the day. It's currently 53. Philadelphia's asbestos attorneys, NAS Cancellary, have collected over $500 million for 5,000 asbestos victims. Call 215-546-8200. To stream 94WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94WIP. From the Borgata, right outside the Gypsy Bar, Jody Cameron and John Ritchie Rhea's with us, Devin with us as well. Of course, Seltzer uh, back in the studio. By the way, James, I just did something that is very important. Ooh. Yeah. With Beat the Hammer coming up at 745 today. John, the first time we will ever have a Friday uh-huh. morning 745 Beat the Hammer. Uh, I just scouted out the location where uh, I will be sort of uh, uh, stationed. You got the nerves flaring up a little bit? A little is that bit, what this is? A little bit. But here's the thing. I'm more nervous now because, John, I'm going to be in the kitchen. I'm going to be, I'm going to be <laughs> in the soundproof kitchen. That's going to be the new – I'm going in the soundproof kitchen. So, James, it's far enough away. I can't hear anything. And, uh, you know, it's uh, beat the hammer time. Good. So what people might not know, Joe, a creature of habit. And this is not habit yet. Yeah. So – I mean, yeah. I'm not far from the this freezer. This could break you. Like, if Richie <laughs> wants to leave the set and shove me in the freezer, he could put me in the freezer. Oh. So, uh, you know, so, so anyway, I'll, I'll be back there. And that's coming up at 745. Obviously, the, uh, the, the, the first loser from the audience will, will be right around 753. Oh, yeah, f- you had ex- to do that. I had to do it. Expect to do it. That's the, that's the idea. We've got, a, we've got a different audience now, Joe. I'm so intrigued. We've got a powerful, smart, uncanny, like, well-versed audience who can school you. Can I ask you a question, John? In this new time When you say smart, and I I don't dispute there's probably some very smart people and probably some very uh, savvy sports uh, trivia people, but do you think Einstein was afraid like when he had a conversation with a smart guy? You're comparing yourself to Einstein. (laughs) That's correct. So we added to the list of Michael Jordan (laughs) and Robert Redford and Paul Newman and and many more. Wait Wait till the audience hears the level of greatness. At 7.45 today and all these Fridays up ahead. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Tyrone in Middletown right now. Hi, Tyrone. Hey, good morning, morning, guys. With the new morning team, how's it going? Great, Tyrone. How are you? Uh, it's great to hear from you. Sorry under these circumstances. I'm, I'm just coming out of morning. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not wearing black anymore. Now I'm wearing blue. <laughs> e- you talking Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a tough one, man. But yeah, listen, as, as, John, as John's been saying to me for a couple of days now, there is a fascinating offseason to talk about. You know, they should still be good. The question is how good. Should still be good. Yeah, but the yeah. Que- well, listen, John, the Eagles won the Super Bowl you five got years Jalen ago. Hurts and is your quarterback. They went nine and seven last time after the Super Bowl. Okay. I mean the Eagles after oh, after oh four, the Eagles went six and ten. Injuries. 
Yeah, well, I you're mean, right. And, and listen, they are not the, – the likelihood they go through the season with as little injuries Correct. as they did, yeah. That's yeah. A, I mean, that's a fair point. It's a real fact. And they were saddled with Carson Wentz, too, Jeff. Yeah, no, true. You're right. Tyrone, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, well, well, you know, one of the things I'm optimistic about is that I've always enjoyed the offseason almost as much as the season itself because I've uh, – growing up, I used to get all of these basketball magazines, football magazines. I had subscriptions to everything. Um so I was always intrigued by up-and-coming players, uh, and I think that they're going to have a, a lot of talent coming out of uh, probably the SSC schools, SEC schools rather, and also the Big 12s. And I think that if they could just get uh, their head wrapped around just going, turning the page somewhat, I know it's difficult to do, but I think if you look at the, the Eagles roster, it seems to be that contractually they, they have – trouble fitting under the cap coming into the, Correct. the new year. Especially on so defense. I, it's, it's a defensive thing. they got to replace defenders. Yeah, so unfortunately, you can look at about $50 million that if you put it down on paper, you can replace that with about $15 million, with a third of the players' uh, contracts that you have now. And potentially, you can get players that you know, on the, I'm sure that most well, of the on the cheap, but here's but Tyrone, here's the thing about a player. Appreciate the call, man. Always good hearing from you. The problem with a player that makes about a, as third as much as the other guy is, he's not as good. But there are going Usually. to be a lot of guys cut around the league <laughs> because of teams that are unable to manage their own cap. Yeah, you're I think right. there's going to be some real good talent out there. But the teams that will clean Bradbury up, last season. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. But the teams that will clean up on that will be the teams that aren't about to pay their quarterback fifty million dollars. I mean, that's. That's a huge issue. We're about to pay our quarterback, but it's not going to hit the, the, the cap hard yeah. until 2020. Right, what about A.J. Brown's contract, John? He's got a four-year, $100 million deal. When yeah. does that hit the cap? I mean, it, at some point, you've got to pay the piper here. Eagles have a lot of great players. It's just, it's and we be... have a great GM who can manage to fit more players under that cap than most. By the way, Seltzer, listen to Richie. Howie Hero. Howie's how how really good. I thought it. For anyone listening to us that did not hear us in past years in the midday show, for John Ritchie to be given the Howie Hero thing, woo! I haven't heard Halfrey in a long time. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we put Halfrey to rest. It's done. How about it? Hey, we have to give away today as we broadcast in the Borgata a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco here at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Borgata Hotel Casino on November 9th. Maniscalco, obviously phenomenal. For uh, more information on the show and dates and tickets and the whole deal, you can visit theborgata.com. Again, that's theborgata.com. Uh, dot com. Uh, Seltzer telling us before the show today that the movie Get Out, a movie that I have not seen, uh, but the movie really I, cool movie, yeah. is like the most popular yeah. movie of the decade. Yeah. No what big are you deal. Do? Well, I don't think it is. I probably would. No, but it's up there. It it's one of them. But Get Out came out six years ago. So John, in honor of uh, Get Out, you, you gotta get out. Uh, who do we want to, to get out, John? Or what do we want to get out? Mm. I, mean, I, I want to hear from everyone. Rhea, Devin, Seltzer, the whole crew. Everyone today at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Best answer by the end of the show. For who or what should get out, uh, you'll win the tickets to Sebastian Maniscalco. John, what do you got? I'm speaking to my my own personal experience this week while driving into our show yep. in our new time. The traffic on 76 has been completely eliminated <laughs> from my life. <laughs> that needs to get out. At it least it on will the way, at add least. years to everyone's yeah. existence if you get to experience this the way that I have been. Yeah, that's no not traffic. happening. Yeah, it ain't going to happen for people. Schuylkill ain't going anywhere and people aren't, no. you know. I mean, by the way, I'll say this. If we have less traffic, we got a big problem. 
What do you mean? I yeah, mean, the last time years. we had last traffic, we had a you know this global pandemic. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. So well, lots of nice so, pep talk on a Friday. N- n- no, nuclear God. war can give us less traffic. A pandemic, you know, one of those things. Okay, less traffic. Otherwise, deal with it. Seltzer, give me a great answer. Who or what should get out? The sod father. Get out. <laughs> I never want to hear your stupid name again. I hate you. Thank you. Yeah, well, let's look at that. James Hayden on a 94-year-old. Ray, what do you got? Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and his dark room. He's, I he, mean, uh, did he see his shadow I mean, he when he came out? out? It's just, he's so annoying. He's tough to deal with. <laughs> Devin, what do you got? Uh, similar on the traffic theme here, drivers who double park and put their flashers on in the middle of the street in Philadelphia and act like they can just stay there for minutes maybe hours on I'm end with, yeah. and clog up an entire lane of traffic please get out two minutes is one thing an hour is certainly a problem look a lot of big answers i'll give you one from the world of sports and it has to be said and it's a shame but it, it has to it has to happen flyers ownership oh yeah i don't even know if this is a who or a what seltzer flyers ownership is that a who it's a we or don't even know yeah it's a it's a mysterious enigma i don't know who it is i don't know what it is all right, 215-592-9494. Give us a great answer. Who or what's got to get out? Best answer by the end of the show. You win the tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. Coming up, we will uh, detail that thrilling 76ers victory last night. Play some of the audio. I mean, Kevin Harlan was going nuts on TV. He is right? the best. He's tremendous. <laughs> and Reggie Miller was loving what he was seeing from Embiid. We'll get to all that. We'll rock all your calls on the Eagles and the Sixers. We'll get to the Phils as well. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, for the Borgata on 94 WIP. Hey, if you own a small business, you know the value of time. GetRefunds.com does as well, and that's why they've made it easy, super easy, no matter how busy you are to apply for the Employee Retention Credit, or what is called the ERC. Go to GetRefunds.com to get started, and in less than eight minutes, see if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on during the pandemic, during the COVID-19 pandemic. So GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion. I repeat, $3 billion. That means they're really good at what they do. In payroll tax refunds through the ERC, and they may be able to help your business as well. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. Many businesses believe they will not qualify based off of incomplete or outdated information. So do not let this opportunity pass you by because this payroll tax refund is only available for a limited time. Go to GetRefunds.com. I repeat, that website is GetRefunds.com. Marble and Granite has been extended. Right now, they're offering an all-in package that includes countertops, cabinetry, sink, faucet, and hardware for $6,999. That is a great deal for a kitchen renovation. And that's not all. During the sale, get 25% off all countertops in granite, marble, and quartz. That is a tremendous savings on the largest selection of beautiful countertop material in the area. Need financing? They're offering zero money down and 0% financing for up to 18 months on purchases of $19.99 or more. They completely transfer my kitchen. Absolutely love it. Colonial Marble and Granite does amazing work. The whole process is a blast. I went to the King of Prussia location, worked with an incredible professional, Stella. She helped me select the perfect materials. Stop by an area showroom, and a professional will guide you through your project from selection to installation. Or give them a call, set up a free in-home consultation. For details, visit colonialmarble.net today. Hurry, 
The sale ends Monday. Brought to you by NovaCare Rehabilitation. What a comeback on a night Joel Embiid. Under the weather, struggled mightily from the field and beat a force defensively, blocking six shots, including a huge one with a minute 16 left, and this Sixers down by one. And beat 27 on 7 for 25, shooting 19 rebounds and six assists. James Harden led with 31, kept the Sixers within striking distance for the rally, down 11 with under six to play. Sixers went on a 24-8 run to secure the victory, their fifth straight. NovaCare Rehabilitation is your trusted physical therapy partner throughout the Delaware Valley. Schedule your appointment today at NovaCare.com to get back to what you love. NBC 10 first alert forecast, partly cloudy, windy. Temps will drop during the day. It's currently 53. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Right, Jenna Camera and uh, John Ritchie from the Borgata in Atlantic City, 94 WIP. Yeah, that Sixers game was wild, wild. We'll get to that coming up in short order here. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Sean who's with us right now. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, morning crew. How are you all today? Doing great, Sean. Fantastic. Happy Friday to you all. Listen, we are about 30 hours of a countdown to uh, the opening of the Phil's uh, season, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to be by the radio Waiting for that initial pitch. It's going to be exciting this year. Yeah, let's let's hope the manager doesn't pull that pitcher out after one pitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm joking, Sean. I agree with you, man. By the way, that game's right here on WIP tomorrow, Phils and Yankees, and uh, it'll be awesome, man. It's really going to be really awesome to have the Phillies back. Yeah, it is. And uh, I, I just, you know, some of the rule changes, I, I'm for some, I'm against some. I know you'll get into that more as the season goes on, pitch counts and pizza box bases and things like that, elimination of the shift, which I don't agree with. Well, which one, Doug? Okay, uh, so let's go through it for a second. What don't you, okay, elimination of the shift, I'm glad it happened. I thought it was for baseball. I understand the theory let defenders be where they want, but I thought it made it a less exciting game for fans, and I think it was a good thing that they put in this new rule. See here, that, that, that's, that's the one rule that I disagree with, only because I think if you're a major league hitter and you're a left-handed batter, I think there's nothing more beautiful than outfoxing them and putting that bunt down the third base line. Hell, you can get two bases off of that. I know, but, uh, Sean, so. here's the issue. We all waited for, like, ten years for batters to be able to do that, and they can't do it. And one of the reasons they can't do it, Sean, they can't do it enough, one of the reasons is these pitchers throw, like, 97 miles per hour now. They know to kind of bust the guy in sometimes on those shifts. So the location of the ball, the velocity of the ball, it's just not that easy to just lay down the bunt. I wish it was right. easier. I kept waiting right. for guys to do it. We saw it for a decade. They can't do it. They just can't. The, they can't do it. it. Yeah, and as far as the pitch count, I'm all for that because some of these guys just yes. taking an, an, an infinity up there. You can go to the bathroom. You can go get a hot dog, and they're <laughs> still waiting for that second pitch. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in for that. Well, you know, I, totally. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it just, and Sean, appreciate the call. I mean, John, it had just gone too far. I mean, it's just, and especially, you know. It was infuriating yeah. at times. And, and I, you know that, that I had started my own stopwatch pitch clock <laughs> where I was timing yeah. our guys. And, and you know, most, most pitchers 
will fit in. Most pitchers will feel comfortable. I saw a stat where it was like uh, 12% of qualified major league pitchers would have to adjust their their schedule to fit under this this new clock. But it, it's going to make the game shorter. I appreciate that. Uh, keep it keep it moving. Totally. It's a positive. It will me. lead to some Only awkward. Seltzer, what's your understanding of how does this work when there's – I mean, I saw one thing the other day where a batter was looking for time and the umpire won't give it to him and the batter's freaking out. Uh, I don't even know where this was. James, how is it going to work? Well, that's a great question. Um, I do think, like, batters can obviously ask for time. I assume it would stop the pitch clock or restart the clock if they get time. But I'm, I'm guessing that, and this I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing they're telling the umps to, to you know, Enforce this to say, hey, you know, give them less time if they're late in it. My guess they have to ask for time early in the pitch clock, stuff like that. Um, How many times can they can ask? Be fast. Yeah, I mean, are you are sure? James, time I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure. sure. Yeah, I don't I'll know look. that they can still ask for time. I, I don't know. I, I they have they to be are. able to, they Jared. Are they have to ask to. for time. They have to. I mean, what if something, like, falls off their, their uniform or something? Like, they have to be able to ask for well, time. Well, so can the pitcher ask for time? I'll get the clocks at three. All right, I call time. I mean, I'm just I don't asking. Know. I don't, Let I don't me look. Like, Let me look. I'll look it up. Yeah, I, I really wonder how this will go. Do we know the penalty for if a pitcher does go over ball. that time? It's a ball. It's a ball. ball. Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, that is going to impact the pitcher. I mean, listen, no more no more Garcia Parra. I'm doing my gloves. No more and... Garcia Parra used to drive yeah. me insane. It was, it was ridiculous. Okay. It was... After every one. I got it. it. All right, so batters must be in the box and alert to the pitcher with at least eight seconds on the pitch clock. Batters can call time once per plate appearance, stopping the countdown. And then when a pitcher fails to throw a pitch in time, it's an automatic ball. When a a batter isn't ready in time, it's an automatic strike. Okay. Well, I hope in time maybe they even reduce it from from one per plate appearance to like one per game or something. I don't know. I just – but look, it's it's a step in the right direction. It's a shame that it was required. But, you know, this is one of those things, John, you've had kids. you got to discipline kids. I mean, these, these guys could not discipline themselves. They couldn't. You're right. They got to the point where they, they abused the privilege of it being a game without a clock. It grew into the, something that wasn't intended. Well, because it was all about them at the plate. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and the pitcher, too. Yeah. I mean, you got guys that would just do nonsense out there. It just became too superstitious. I mean, look it was at like that. ritualistic for every yeah. single pitcher, every single batter. And, and now they're, yeah. they're, they're realizing they can no longer – jump full force into that. And by the way, one more thing, and then right to the Sixers. I'm still mad at that Astros pitcher in game two. And it wasn't so much how long he talked. It was every body part he touched. I'm touching Graham my hair. Valdez. I'm touching my yep. cap. I'm touching my jersey. I'm touching my hair again. By the way, I'm touching my hair again. Now I'm touching the ball. By the way, I'm touching my hair again. I was irate watching that yeah. guy pitch. Have we accepted that he that did dude. or did not cheat yet? Because I'm still suspicious. I'm extremely suspicious. I don't think he cheated. I mean, he was touching James, his hair. Why do you need to touch your hair that yeah, much, dude? That's what lot. guys do, especially like. That's what guys that yes, cheat do. Yes, uh, sure, dude. Yes, <laughs> they do. But this is what this guy does. He, like, it's just, he's always done it. Like everyone, like who's seen him pitch for a long time, says this is just the way he's always pitched. Theoretically, he could be cheating, but they checked him. They checked yeah. him. Like I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, it, I don't think he cheated. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. John, tremendous seventy sixers game last night. It was great to be down there. You know, I wanted to. By the way. Got a lot of comments about our show from a lot of people. Oh, good. The resounding sentiment is that this, the new WIP morning show, stinks. Ah. You stink. No, no, actually, no. People were, people were actually pretty nice. <laughs> nice uh, it was, they just it, said it, it, it stinks behind your back. Yeah, is the that's point, right. right? Yeah. No, it was, it was good hearing from people and seeing people. And John, listen, that did not look like in the first half. Oof. That did not look like in stretches of the second half. No, that the Sixers are going to pull out that game, and. 
Man, they found a way. I was really mad at Joel uh, last night. Yeah, first half, we we were informed he was a little under the weather, and it felt like another one of those nights where he was he just had it in his head he wasn't going to be able to rise to the occasion. But that wasn't the case. You know, we we heard the uh, the statement after the All Star game that Joel was out there trying to impact his teammates, trying to encourage his teammates to play tough on the defensive end. Last night, Joel was not dialed in offensively. He was off. Yeah, he was. They're and a really tough defensive team too, though. They were sending young, two and three people with him a lot, athletic. and they're chippy. And yes. the rare game where yeah. the two stars were both off offensively, yeah. and B couldn't make a shot, neither could Moran. Yep. I mean, John, I'm yeah. rooting, I'm rooting for the Sixers, yeah. obviously, but I was a little disappointed as an NBA fan. We didn't see the Morant thing no. last night. I mean, I was looking for like the Morant show. This guy only comes here once a year. And he, he was nothing. I think we and did a good job nothing. on him. Yes, no, I, I think yeah. we, we knew that, look, Melton did a nice job mm-hmm. on him. Melton ended up getting in foul trouble. We were able to pick it up and figure it out. Joel made this team better, even though he was missing uh, most of his shots. His defensive performance, especially oh, especially in the second half, man, I, I, I finally felt secure, like, like we've got a rim protector. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way every game. Last night, Joel altered the game, he altered did. the outcome with his defensive play, which is what we heard he was trying to do at the All-Star game. Which is also why I believe it's a great he's great sign. I think it's the number one reason he's better than Jokic. Yeah. Oh, good. Sure. He can't come close to that I, I, defensively. Jokic could not do what Embiid did last no. night. But Embiid has to do it consistently. That's you're, his yeah. biggest, you're right. biggest problem. And he especially right. has to do it come playoff time. I mean, I mean, you know, we all went in that game. We heard he was sick. We're going, oh, well, this is well, what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. We know. And, and in the first yeah. half, you know, we get the mopey Joe where he, you could tell he just looked like he was about to pass out, honestly. When I, I went to bed before the end of the game, and I'm like, well, it's over. The Sixers are going to lose. Joel's not doing anything offensively. And then. It gives me hope that he was able to come out in the second half and bring this team back. I know it was a team effort, but hope for the playoffs. Well, Maybe they can actually do it. This speak, I like that bad Embiid equates to Mopey Joe. In your mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but you know what I'm, I'm talking about, where like he kind of like is sullen and he's missing his shots, yeah. missing his free throws. We've seen it a lot. Speaking yeah. of hope, hope is actually a word that is in our Twitter poll question of the day today. It is uh, brought to us by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Armin Chevrolet celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. Today's question, did last night's Sixers win over the Grizzlies give you more hope, more hope, that the Sixers can make a postseason run this year? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Certainly you can win on the phone lines as well. Before we get back to the phone lines, let's listen to the couple of the, the key sequences because there was like a one, two, three trifecta down the stretch last night that was pivotal, pivotal to the Sixers' victory. The first, and again, a lot led up to this, but with uh, a minute or so to go, a huge, huge, and I mean difficult three-pointer by James Harden. Court, in the corner for the lead, Harris! Harris! Wrong, wrong clip there, Let's listen to the James Harden three. This i got to was... find it. That was labeled Harden. Just give me a second. Well, no, Tobias okay. was... Yeah, that... Great last night too. He Clutch. missed he missed a huge one, and I thought, oh, they're going to come after him, but he, you know, came right back, hit it, hit the two free throws to seal it. Yeah. And Harden, to me, I have more hope because of Harden. The way Harden played last night, he was physical. His shot looked sweet. He he is the reason they were able to launch that comeback. Rhea, so many people, myself included, yeah. have been so down on Harden me as too. both a yeah. player and as like a representative of the Sixers because you know he. 
two teams in a row he skipped out on, like all that nonsense. But he's had an outstanding season. He really has. He's, I mean, really, he's a, he is a lot better than last year, a lot better. I will skip over the Harden three. He did make a huge three. And then there was just an awesome sequence, absolutely awesome, where the guy that attacks the rim like no little guard in basketball can, John Morant, went after the rim, and Joel Embiid went after the ball. And let's just say Joel Embiid won the moment. It's Durant exploding. Going up mid and mid-flight by Embiid. Picked up by Tillman. Oh my. We are seeing, I am telling you, this is elite. Listen to me, people. Elite level rim protection. You rim. almost cannot believe what you're seeing. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. wow. This is unbelievable. It really was. It really was. Un- it actually was unbelievable. And then a short time later, let's get to it. Gives a big three and a great sequence, and Tobias with a huge shot. In court, in the corner for the lead, Harris! Harris! Morant in a thicket of defenders. No! Loose! Diving! Collision! Harden! Like, I know a lot of people have been down on the Sixers. That audio, obviously, courtesy of TNT, Kevin Harlan, and Reggie Miller. A lot of people have been down on the Sixers, and I get it. I, I have been, too. But I'm telling you, they're better than a lot of people think. And last night was a fantastic victory. And that's a bought-in James Harden right there. Oh, that yeah. that oh, last man. replay, James Harden is, is diving on the ground. It, it, we don't always see that. We haven't always seen that. James Harden's outlook, his, his focus is different this year. Bought in, by the way, I bought in Reggie Miller also, if you ask me. That was, that was a Reggie Miller that he's saying, all right, now look, it's not like we haven't seen this from MB before, but yep. he was in awe of what he saw from MB last night. Let's go, to the, let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. So all of that, reaction to last night's game and kind of the Sixers thing moving forward in addition to the Eagles offseason and the Eagles in 2023. Gary in Whitehall right now. Hi, Gary. Hey, morning, morning, crew. How are you doing? Doing great, Gary. Hey, uh, congratulations on your first week, and congratulations on your continued success. Thanks, well, buddy. Well, thank you, buddy. Yeah, you guys are doing an awesome job. Hey, um, quick question for you. Why do you think Harden's playing like this right now? Oh, you're saying that there's uh, two words, uh, dirty words in sports called a contract year? You got it. Well, listen, at, le- it. at least hopefully the Sixers can benefit it, you know, from it this year. I'm uh, because so I, too, I hear you. You're right. We, we have seen that many times in sports, and that, that could be a huge part of the reason. But remember uh, this. Hope- he was in a contract year last year, and he stunk. Yeah. You know, relatively speaking, stunk. Yeah. Um, yeah but- last year he didn't go and hire uh, an agent, and he wasn't p- floating the idea out there that he wanted to go somewhere else. I mean, he was out of shape for two <laughs> years in a row. His, his year that yeah. went from Houston to the Nets, he yep. was out of shape. His year when he went from the Nets to the Sixers, he was out of shape. Uh, but look, Gary, at least they're benefiting right now. Right. Um, now let's flip over to the, to the Eagles. Um, why is it that Howie and Jeffrey got to be involved with hiring the, the, the coordinators? Well, it should be Sirianni's call, but Howie has to be involved to an extent. I mean, first off, they have to, you know, pay the guy. And so you, ha- you have to negotiate terms. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not like that's, that's, not, that's not Sirianni's job. But it should be Sirianni's call. Listen, the coordinator is going to report to Nick Sirianni. I want Nick Sirianni to pick the coordinator. But I also want Nick Sirianni to get help, and I'm sure there is. I mean, I'm sure Howie Roseman and members of his staff 
have been on this going back to October, November, mm-hmm. December. Because, again, remember, part of the reason why it's difficult right now, I mean, there's not one Eagles fan in the world that would have wanted Nick Sirianni in early February to focus on who his defensive coordinator for 2023 should be. His job in early February was, how am I going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Now, he failed at that job, but that was his job. That's part of why it's taking time right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's it's just a tough reality of advancing in the playoffs. It is what it is. Gary, give me a right. great answer, man. Who or what do you want to get out? Well, to make your job a lot better in this way, we can have uh, four for four to talk about. How about if we can get Comcast to sell to, a, to an already owner? Been, already been said. Already been said. Give me a different answer. Oh, uh, how about... Uh, Quest Watkins, you're out. Quest Watkins. Not going to be a winning answer, but a funny answer. Chris and Berwin. Good morning, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, ladies. How are we doing? Doing great, Chris. Um, all right, so really quick on the Eagles, uh, what you're talking about, I, obviously the defense is going to take a step back and won't be top two next year. But if you look at the team that just won the Super Bowl, their defense, it's not like they were, you know, the steel curtain or anything. The Chiefs had – were in the bottom half of the league in defensive DVOA. They had a bunch of rookies starting. So, yeah, but Chris, I will I will tell you this, and here's where I think you should be concerned. The Chiefs, and I'll call it Patrick Mahomes, won the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes on a massive contract. Jalen Hurts. And the Eagles have not yet proven that they can be superlative with Jalen Hurts on a massive contract. True. Now, maybe they will be. I mean, maybe 12 months from now we'll have seen the Eagles do it. But we just saw Mahomes do it. And it's mighty impressive when a quarterback pulls that off. Because to your point, Chris, part of the reason the Chiefs defense wasn't very good is because Mahomes makes like $45 million. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's just, and that's what makes his accomplishment so much better. It, it's, it's so unbelievable. Chris, give me a great answer, man. Who or what do you want to get out? Uh, really quick, uh, on, the, on the Phillies. Uh, so I'm looking at the odds to win the side, NL Cy Young, and I'm puzzled to why Aaron Nola has better odds than Zach Wheeler when I feel like when you look at the stats, Wheeler way more consistent than Aaron Nola is. And I don't know, for me, a bit odd, but. Um, my my answer for one needs to get out is bad officiating in sports. Yeah, that's a good answer. By the way, James told me you want to say something about beat the hammer. What do you have? Oh, yeah. So I feel like, you know, obviously you're very knowledgeable on past history, but like the past couple of weeks, the callers that have gone through have just, you know, they, they really don't know that much. I feel like we need to change it up and not let somebody, some random eighth caller who's able to get through, you know, have people qualify so you can face the creme de la creme. Mm. Yeah, see, here's the thing, Chris. I like that. Chris, I fall back on the uh, the U.S., the, the way we do the voting system. One person, one vote. Equal chance for all. I mean, hey, equal chance for all. I mean, I, you know, it is what it is. He, he, Chris, you get to call the, the, the contest line. Uh, come beat the hammer time, and uh, maybe you can beat me. We'll find out. Let's go to uh, Damon right now in Concha Hawken. Hi, Damon. Yo, good morning, guys. Hey, Damon. Man, what a Sixers game. You guys asked yesterday what we're excited about, and that's what I'm excited about right there. I mean, that was a great game. Great game. 
Yeah, it was. Know? I, by the way, against a really a really good team. I mean, Memphis number is number two in the, in yeah, the West. Yeah. They're really solid. Listen, ask yourself this. I want to ask you guys this: Do do Sixers teams of past seasons win that game? Do they win that type some, of game? Yeah, some, some of them do. Yeah, because listen, it, it would be foolish to act like the Sixers haven't won games like that before. They have. You you don't get to 50, 52, 54 wins, whatever they've had. You don't get to that without those type of wins from time to time. John, I remember but, you, you and I did a show where Jimmy Butler hit a shot. We traveled to Philly spring training. Jimmy Butler hit a shot. I think it was to beat, I think, the Celtics in, like, March of 2019. It, it was a big game, win against a big team. But, you know, then you come playoff time and you, and you fall short. So that's – it's. That's what it's about. They there's get, no question. They got to do it in the playoffs. To Damon's point, it, it it there's no question. It didn't always feel like we would hang in there and play the tough defense and and figure out a way to win when it looked like all was lost. And last night, it absolutely looked like yeah. All yeah they're was down lost. seventeen. Yeah. They're down eleven, and they're looking ahead yeah. to playing the Celtics and going, yeah. all right, we're going to expend all of our energy or just you know, and because we've seen them do that before. Yeah. And they didn't, which I really like. And where it matters, I mean, it's not going to be easy, but the Sixers do still have a shot at the one seed. I mean, it is, and I know three some, back. Yeah, and I think it's two in the loss yeah. column. But the Sixers' schedule is harder up ahead, and that's going to make it difficult. And the Celtics are in tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, if the Sixers win tomorrow yeah. night, now you're. And the Celtics had to go to overtime last night with the Pacers. Yep. It was like, I mean, uh, there was no defense. It was like one forty something to one thirty eight yep. in overtime. So that's good. Damon, give me I a like big that. answer, man. Uh, who or what do you want to get out? I just wanted to say too, though. More often than not, they they don't they don't win that game. Like Bria said, they go thinking about the next game like they're double damn double digits they don't come back and win and and that's what i think i think that that was the best part who should get get out david uh i believe i think antonio brown he hasn't been really no he no he is he is actually out he is out (laughs) no he he can't get out he's never getting back in he is actually out all right 215-592-9494 as we broadcast from the uh borgata today we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 